Welcome to the first episode of the season of Gears and Beers, a show where freedom-loving, gun-toting, capitalist pigs talk about gear we love, gear we hate, gun industry news, and whatever else trips are triggered along the way. On the top of the list tonight, a whole shitload of things over the past month and a month and a half has happened. The new ATF director has sworn in and has said some some things that we didn't really expect. Uh, some new gun safety bills have been signed in New Jersey. California has outlawed CNCs. Couriers are dropping Second Amendment accounts. We've got a couple of cool products under the gears section here. And we're going to do some talking about the Indiana Mall shooting. On our panel tonight, as always, Mr. America Andrew Johnson, along with Sam, the owner of Shyworks, Iowa's preferred Cerakote applicator, and I'm your host, Box. This show is brought to you by Shyworks. Sam, how's things over at Shyworks? And I'm well, fucking frozen. Oh, uh, you know, we're just uh, cranking out the Cerakote. Um, if you're not familiar with what we do, we are, like Box said, Iowa's customer preferred Cerakote applicator. Why am I hearing music? It's still the intro. Oh. Just go ahead. <laughs> It'll gotcha. go off. Gotcha. Calm so down. basically what we do is we uh, we talk to you and find out how you want your gun to look, uh, and we, we make it a reality. So anything from crazy camo themes to flags to uh, to whatever your whatever your brain can dream up, we can make it happen. So um, look us up at shyworks.com or on social media, Facebook or Twitter. You can find us there. Give us a shout, and, uh, yeah, we can help you out. You can also use coupon code LSLF10. We'll get you 10% off everything on the website from lasered mags, Glock backplates, magazines, patches, shirts, hats, all sorts of good stuff. Go over there at shyworks.com, coupon code LSLF10. <clears throat> yes sir we are also brought to you by ballistic imagery brand building photography check them out on facebook and ballisticimagery.com. ballistic imagery make an impact okay so we're going to be doing things a little bit differently sort of not really we're just going to move it th- move things along so we're going to kind of skip all the bullshit some of it anyways one thing i did want to touch on before we get into the uh into the show Wanted to get the audiences, the viewers' opinion on whether or not we should list everything that we're going to be talking about in the introduction. Do you guys really give a shit? Do you like to hear what's coming up, or do you just want us to shut the hell up and get into the show? Let us let us know whether you're watching now or after the or fact. Just, or if you want us to just shut the hell up, because so I'll be able to <laughs> give you some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want us just to shut the hell up and leave, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we love to hear from you guys. There's a few in the in the comments already. We got Miles, Jordan, Mike, two Mikes, Mike Shire and Mike Ward. Good to see you. Good to see you guys both. Um, yeah. yeah, right on, Sam. You're sounding a little gruff over there. What's going on? I got, I got. <clears throat> excuse me, I got the uh, the COVID. So yeah, it's been a fun fucking week. And, and actually it's, it's fine. Like I've been working all week and I'm all right. It's just like an annoying ass cold, but it's really putting a fucking hamper on my, my business <laughs> guys are coming to want to come in and you're like, sorry, like you can't come in guys, you know, it kind of sucks. But, um, and, and I'm better, like I'm on the men today. Like my nose isn't stuffy and shit, but my voice is still, it's like, it's quite a bit lower for some reason. I don't know why that's going on, but. I don't know. Whatever. What What about you, Johnson? How are you feeling? I feel fantastic. 
happened? You're looking fantastic. I tell you, I had to shave today. I was wondering what it was. Oh, yeah, I thought you looked different. Yeah, I had to trim everything off. I finally had enough. I've been riding the motorcycle to work a lot. And just it must just be like the way that I sit and something, but the beard goes straight up. So it's been doing this in my face for months. And it's <laughs> long enough to where like it greases up my glasses, you know. It's like I almost gotta wipe my glasses off by the time I get to work. It's I was tired of it. And then the baby, you know, is constantly yanking on it. So it's like I'm done with it. <laughs> Finally got rid of it. It wasn't long enough yet to put it in a ponytail. Or no, not really. It could have, but it would have been like a little dangler <laughs> yeah, hanging little, off of my chin. Little <laughs> Cute little yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it is what it is. But other than that, I'm I'm doing good. Feel good. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, Box, I suppose. What about you? I'm good. I'm good. In the last 45 minutes or so have been frantic. I like I start all this is all I've done today is getting ready for this and changing up things. And I verified everything worked. Everything was going great. Moved on to other things to figure out the rest of the podcast, set everything down. Came brought it back in here about 7:30 to verify everything worked. The main software that I use to run this whole thing just nope, wouldn't even fucking try to and I had no idea why. So I've been running around and I didn't get it figured out until about 15 minutes ago did you unplug it and plug it back in no no it was the software (laughs) it was i tried that several times it was a software on my tablet that i used to run it it just conveniently updated on its own even though i have automatic updates on this tablet it's the only thing i use this tablet for i have all these automatic updates turned off on that but it's still updated and then it's not compatible with the software side of it on my computer and that doesn't automatically update. So I did, and I didn't know that. So that was oh, pretty fun. convenient and infuriating. Neat. Anyways, let's go to the news. Come on. So I believe it was yesterday... The the Stephen Dettelbach was sworn in as the new ATF director. It's the first. I thought I read that he's like the second or third actual confirmed ATF director. I think he's he's the third. There was maybe one or two other that weren't interim directors in the the entire life of the ATF, which I find directors. Yeah. Anyways, so that. That happened, um, and then Sam, you came across something pretty interesting from from Mister Dettelbach. Yeah, he was doing a um, interview on, uh, I think it was like CBS or one of those. Um, it was, uh, yeah, CBS Evening News with like Nora O'Donnell, um, and she obviously that that uh, establishment's you know kind of anti-gun they're going to lean towards that way and she was i think expecting him to be more more um openly political about things um but he he just he he wasn't like he she was serving him up you well, know softballs and and he was just you know very straight lined um it it was really funny to listen to because 
he, and at one point he actually says the ATF is not a political agency. Right. Yeah. You know? which I was, I was very surprised by, um, I, yeah, I'm wondering how that's all going. If like all the people, you know, in the administration who are really pushing for this guy are like, no, no, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of what I was wondering, but, um, and like box said, he was just confirmed, uh, whether it was yesterday or whenever, uh, but it's a bird outside at Sam's house. That's driving me fucking insane. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, but he was just confirmed and the gun lobby was, was freaking freaking out. Um, everybody like i kept getting emails from even fpc and all these other email you know just we got to stop this we got to stop this and i'm like guys there's been a director an acting director of the atf for years and years like frankly i don't think it really matters that much who the hell it is and so that was that was the first the first thing but as johnson was saying yeah he was uh she started off the interview and, and said, well, with crime, like the worst than it's ever been. And he was like, well, I don't, I don't really know if gun violence is worse, like than it's ever been, you know, and it's mostly in the cities. Uh, and he, so that was very like, kind of started it off. It was like, wow, that's interesting that he said that. But another thing that he said that it's, 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 she was asking him about how, what gun laws he would change. Um, like that matters, but, um, he says, well, it's, it's not really the ATF's place and I have my own opinions on them, but it's not the ATF's place to, to, to yeah, do it. So, it's yeah. So yeah, she to enforce these laws. And she even asked about his, his, uh, pre-existing support for an assault weapons ban. And he's like, well, my opinions <laughs> in the past that that doesn't have anything to do with this. You know, it's the ATF's job is to enforce the laws that we have on the books. So I, and I was shocked actually, um, by that. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting was she asked him, do you think it's too easy to get a gun in this country? And he says, well, constitutionally, we have a right to keep and bear arms. And he wouldn't answer the question whether he thought it was too, too easy, which was very interesting. You know, I, enjoy, I liked how he played that. And, and lastly, she asked him as an attorney. How do you feel about the what just you know the Bruin decision, the recent Supreme Court uh, gun rights decision? And he says, "Well, as an attorney, and you know, a as prosecutor, a prosecutor, yeah, yeah." He says, "I I feel like the Supreme Court has spoken, and that's the law of the land." You know, she wanted yeah, the Supreme Court of- is the law of the land. Yeah, so it was it was very interesting that she was kind of trying to like herd him into giving an anti-gun answer and he just wasn't having it. And you could like see, like visibly see and hear her frustration grow as the interview goes on. It was, it was incredible to watch. So, and I'm not saying that I think this guy's a good guy by any means, by any stretch of the imagination, or he's going to change anything at the ATF. But I was just, it was, it was very interesting I, I enjoyed the interview. It was very interesting to see him try to not be political. And, 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 and maybe he is a good guy. Maybe he is just going to try to enforce the laws. I doubt it, but you know, maybe, maybe we got, maybe it'll, he'll be a good thing for the ATF, but yep. I wouldn't hold my breath, but I did find <laughs> it very interesting. A good thing for the ATF would be a director that is like, Hey, we should dissolve this piece of shit bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Or, you know, just, 
you know, get it back to what it was originally created for. And I guess that's probably wasn't a river even. Yeah. That's fuck it. Dissolve it. Get rid of the ATF. Never yeah. Oh, fucking so yes, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty interesting for sure. Sam, Sam, I'm going to come down there chance. and I'm going to start shooting at that. Fucking I can I'll, hold on. Let me close the door. <laughs> gracious. Oh, terrible. Or just go yell at the bird or, you know, take your shotgun and fire a couple blasts in the air. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Let me get out my 12 gates. <laughs> Is that better? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so much at first. Right. Like I thought it, I thought, Andrew was wheezing like his nose was whistling <laughs> into his mic for a while. Because <laughs> that's something I, I frequently it. do is <laughs> nose whistle. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how you know you're getting old. You get a nose whistle. Jesus. My God, why does my camera keep freezing? It hasn't done that in ages. I don't know, but it's been doing it a lot. That's a good picture, though. I mean, yeah. you got a nice smile on. Fuck it. Maybe it'll maybe it'll come back. Okay. <laughs> well, we should move right along to the next Moving segment. And that segment, next headline. Um, New Jersey. The governor Jersey. there, Phil Murphy Phil Murphy, signed a package of seven gun gun safety reform bills back on July 5th. And this includes things like mandate. It mandates training for permits, bans 50 caliber weapons. They did that by redefining what a destructive device is. So now 50 cals are certified or I don't know. I can't find the fucking word. They're considered. There we go. Destructive devices. It also regulates the sale of handgun ammo and it develops a system of electronic reporting of sales. So they've got their fucking ammunition registry right there. This allows the attorney attorney general to sue manufacturers. It requires retailers to sell micro stamping firearms once that technology is available. That and that means every round that's fired, it'll micro stamp that round so it can identify which firearm it, it came from. The, and just the, the case of the right, the case of yeah. it. I guess I don't know. I, yeah, how would that? How would they stamp it anywhere else without? Yeah, you oh, couldn't. I don't know. No wonder they just pulled oh, some are. shit out, pulled some shit out of their ass, and they're like, "Well, once this technology, if it's even possible, we want that to be a thing. Well, we're gonna we print to the serial law. number on the bullet as it goes down the barrel." Yep. You know, <laughs> this also increases penalties for people who purchase firearm parts to manufacture weapons without serial numbers from three to five years up to five to ten years so even if you're buying just a bunch of random parts say not just a like a 80 percent kit one of those firearm in a box kits or whatever if you're just buying a bunch of random parts what if you just buy a barrel different vendors well if it, if you're building a firearm that ends with that barrel and that firearm doesn't have a serial number on it you're getting that's the dumbest the fucking, fucking thing I've ever heard. So yeah, yeah they ridiculous. just they just doing away with eighty percenters essentially. Yeah. Also, this requires people moving in from out of state to apply for a firearm purchaser identification card, 
and requires them to register any handguns that they have within 60 days. Blow me. A lot of lot of bullshit in there from our friends up in New Jersey, being the commies that they are. Um, and what I, I was reading through all this shit, and he was like, "This is great and all, but we need to keep doing more." So that that right there, it like, proves to you they're like, it's never gonna be enough. No, they got all this bullshit in there with their, which are blatant infringement infringements and just total bullshit. And they're like, "Nope, not enough yet. We got to keep going." Yep. Yeah, they, they're, they're never going to stop. They'll never, ever stop until it's literally removed from the Constitution. That's that's the only time they will ever stop. It's, it's absolutely enough. absurd. Even if it's removed but, from the Constitution, they'll, I don't know, they're going to call for hangings or something of firearm owners. What I find interesting is they're, they're, you know, requiring laws like these micro stamping laws. You know, the, the technology doesn't even freaking exist yet. And they're passing laws for this shit. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, this it's just uh, it's absurd. Excuse me. Pretty stupid, if you ask me. Um, and I'd, I'll be interested to see for how long st- these states keep getting away with this. Yeah, it seems to be that the uh, you know the Supreme Court is starting to lay the smack down a little bit. So, you know how long? And, and obviously, this just doesn't seem well, like. And they've already moved on lawsuits for like the state of New York and all the shit that they've done in the last two weeks. They've yeah. already got multiple lawsuits on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that but, shit hangs in the courts so long and doesn't a lot of it doesn't even make it to the Supreme Court, so it doesn't right. it doesn't matter. They're like, well, we can do whatever we want because it's gonna be in limbo forever. Right. Right. And that's that's the freaking frustrating part of it. Um, but yeah, a lot of this stuff that you gotta file injunctions and get them to hold on it until you know, but that doesn't even, you know, that rarely works too. So um, but as far as like the ammo registration, like what, who the fuck thinks that this is a good idea? Like, there's I don't know how they think it's ever going to work, how it's ever going to be enforceable or no traceable or anything. Like, how do you, how do you, like what you can sell it to your buddy? Can you not sell it privately now? Because I mean, you could buy like 10,000 rounds and split it up. They're never going to know where shit goes because it's not serialized. There's right. no way that you can trace ammunition. Um, but the the way they're getting away with this is it's not the it's not the the firearm itself, that part. So oh well, we can you know we're not doing anything with the guns, so that's exactly why they're doing this. I, I feel like that's gonna be uh I feel like that's gonna keep happening more and more. Um because they're uh, I think they might be realizing that they're the best gun salesman there is. Oh yeah. And I think they're seeing the uptick in gun sales. And so they're like, well, what can we go after? That's easier ammo. So like the IRS spent $725,000 on ammo, you know, just, and I feel that's to in some way, try and create a scarcity. They changed the contract or, something for Lake city so that the ammo produced there, the excess can't be sold to civilian market anymore. Yeah. So I I think I feel like it's like, well, 
we might not be able to get the guns because the constitution talks about the guns, but doesn't say anything about the ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that may be the shift they're going to start making as make ammunition impossible to import and illegal to manufacture in the United States. Well, what they don't know is there's already billions and billions of rounds that we got stockpiled. So <laughs> good luck, fuckers. Uh, yeah. there's, tri- there's trillions of rounds. Yeah, I, w- I would tend to agree. I mean, well, let's do some simple math here. There's how many gun owners in the United we States? We don't do math here, Sam. <laughs> what? Like, we'll say we'll say a th- 100 million gun owners in the United States. Yeah. Does that sound, does that sound fair? Say it's a minimum. Everybody has a hundred rounds. Like, I mean, I, you know, that's, that's, (laughs) but that's like, what is that? That's only a billion rounds, 10 billion rounds, 10 billion. Yeah. So that doesn't seem quite right. I don't know. Either way, there's a lot. You think of those hundred million people, all of them, what major, what percentage do you think only own a hundred rounds? I bet it's like 3% of well, gun owners only I'm have I'm saying it's rounds. pretty low, but there's probably some that only own, you know, like Everybody's got box, an arsenal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say the average is probably, because if you take into account guys like us that have like thousands and thousands of rounds, that's going to bring the average way up. So, I don't know, maybe the average is a thousand rounds, and a thousand well, rounds would put it at a hundred billion rounds. No. Yeah. Hundred billion rounds. I don't know. I mean, okay. I don't. I don't think that would be out of reach. Sorry, box. Go on. We should be moving on. We should to uh, your California outlawing the CNCs, Sam. And hey, yeah, Cliff. That- uh, so since Cliff's here, we can go ahead and also just skip the rest of the show and be done. <laughs> <laughs> How was your inpatient sex offender therapy? <laughs> Damn it, he's on to us. That wasn't a break just for us. Ah. <laughs> box box was in inpatient therapy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Uh, yeah, as to the California, what they did, um, they this was kind of quiet. Uh, actually, it wasn't a huge deal. Um, one of the many things that they have done ex- that are extremely stupid recently. They passed a law that says no person... Uh, firm or corporation other than a federally licensed firearms manufacturer or import or importer shall use a computer CNC milling machine to manufacture a firearm included a completed frame or receiver or a firearm precursor part. So what they did, they banned any essentially ghost gunner CNCs because they're saying that these CNCs cannot be used exclusively for manufacturing firearms so they're targeting ghost gunner without mentioning it but that's essentially what they're going for um so they're giving people like 60 days or night it was 90 days actually to either get them out of the state um relinqu- relinquish it to a law enforcement agency like what kind of fucking person is gonna buy a ghost gunner and then give it to a law enforcement agency. Like that's not that's not gonna happen. Hey, you want my twenty five hundred dollar bench top CNC? Yeah, right. You can have that's, it. That's gonna freak this thing out. I bought specifically to keep the government from knowing what I'm doing. Sure, I'm gonna go right. ahead and give it back. <laughs> yeah, let me just give that up. Um, I feel like on the newest iteration of that Ghost Gunner, 
the one that could do the zero percents, wasn't that also, um, couldn't you also use that with like regular G code parts? Um, it, it can be hacked. I think it's not like a plug and play type of situation. I mean, it take, so technically you could, yes. Um, For some reason I thought the newest iteration was like, it had the programming for the like zero percent and the eighty percent right preloaded right but you could it took a like a USB flash drive just like a standard CNC mill to read G code I think so but uh, yeah you've seen how that operates though I'm sure it's not yeah. like a normal CNC so I'm sure you can use it for other things but herein lies the problem is is it's marketed explicitly towards you know yeah. that situation but there are other CNCs coming on the market here within, I, I think August was when that one was actually going to start shipping for it's more expensive, like $6,000, but it's a legit CNC. But I mean, the price of this stuff is starting to come down. So they're going to have a hard time, um, you know, in the future keeping this because it's not going to be exclusively for this anymore. So the only way they're getting away with this is saying it's exclusively for firearms. Well, fuck you. I'm going to mill myself a freaking coat hanger on the wall here. And it's not exclusively for firearms anymore. So um, we always joke about this, though. And, and I we've joked about this for years. You know, what are you going to do? Outlaw CNC machines. And lo and behold, that's what they freaking did. You know, what's funny is also in the in the wordage for the new frame and receiver definition, uh -huh. they explicitly called out that, you know, blocks of aluminum and other raw materials would not be outlawed because I'm sure they heard all the same jokes. So what do you, what's next? You're going to outlaw blocks of aluminum. Right. And so in the wordage of the actual definition change, they had that in that piece was in there. Yep. That blocks of aluminum shall not be outlawed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And they're also, um, it is the violation of this section is, is punishable by a misdemeanor. I, and I don't know how serious a misdemeanor it's going to be, but. Well, I mean, um, realistically, if you're in the state of California, you just, they kind of just say that was bad. And then you go about your day. I mean, no, these, these are the crimes that they actually give a fuck well, about. True. It's, these ones you'd be in, it's the, the worst it's, fucking, it's, you'd be in solitary confinement for 10 years. It's the gangbangers that go around shooting up grocery stores and stuff that are like, oh, well, yeah, you can, yeah, it's been a couple <laughs> days. Right. You can go home now. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> as I said, they're fighting a losing battle on this. I mean, oh yeah. The technology is increasing so fast at this point. And like they're actually pre-sale on these machines that I was talking about just a little bit ago was under five grand. And these are like big legit machines. So uh, the technology is going to be there on desktop shit, just normal desktop. I would love to have one, not for firearms stuff. And the technology is coming. You're fucked. You can't stop the signal. Plus, CNC or excuse me, 3D printing has just been the technology has just been going crazy lately. You in five years, five years, it's going to be freaking insane. Like the their their mantra is you can't stop the signal. You can't. You guys, you guys are fucked. There is nothing you can do to stop this anymore. You can try so, all you want, but I feel I, 
I also feel like in the next decade for sure, uh, metal 3d printer will be an obtainable item yep. for a home user. Yep. Absolutely. In the next, how many years did you say in the next 10 years, in the next decade? Yep. A, yep. a well, metal how 3d printer will be obtainable for an at home guy. When was, yep. when did 3d printers start becoming a thing? It's probably they, been about but, 10 years, haven't it? No, at least it's, it's far it? longer. It's probably been, that, it's probably been closer to 15 well, technically, actually, it's far longer. Technically, than that. actually, like, the first one was um, well, not was the first one. Just when ago. they started becoming, but not when they were prominent, popular like, for DIY guys. Yeah, it's um, probably been it's probably been all of ten years since the DIY stuff. Um, let's see here. The history of 3D printing. So it started becoming a thing in like 1980. That's when they were first developing this shit. Um, obviously, it was extremely, extremely rudimentary. But that's kind of uh, when, you know, they got the idea for it and started moving. But yes, in the last 10 years, they've become a lot more. Um, they've actually become home based and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Miles says metal printing. Yes, but centering and finishing will still be difficult because of the two to 3000 degree temperature requirements, which I agree, but I don't, I guess I think they will be at a price point that they are obtainable miles. I'm not saying every guy who has a desktop 3d printer is also going to get a little desktop 110 plug-in metal 3d printer. I've, these uh, are probably going to be like three phase 240 volt, like, you know, bigger pieces of equipment. It's not going to be a little desktop deal. Right. Um, like the, like the plastic 3d printers are. Um, but I just, I think in a decade, the technology will be good enough that it will be at a price point that it's easily obtainable by a DIY guy. Yeah. And, and then in 20 the years, same, the same guy who would buy the same guy who might buy a used CNC mill in his garage right. Or, or like a bridge port and a lathe and has some equipment. I think those kind of guys will be the ones that will be able to obtain it. They're not afraid to spend five to $10,000 on a quality piece of equipment. That's going to help them. Yep. And in 20 years, we're going to have solar powered metal printing. <laughs> yeah. You can do it while we're fucking camping. <laughs> I did see this awesome one that this guy made. This was a home built situation, but he used a MIG welder, you know, just like a mm -hmm. 3d printer. And he cut out the shape. He, he, he literally welded the shape of an octopus. And then he put a different head on that same unit and finished milling it out, you know, just cleaned it up and everything with an actual mill. It, it, hmm. it was, it was cooler than shit, you know? Um, but general, I don't know if you guys know how, um, metal printing works you know 3d printing works go and check it out we we're, we shouldn't be like diving into that but it's it's extremely fascinating it's freaking mm -hmm. awesome so go and go and check that stuff out it's pretty cool we should be moving right along now we're uh we're over a half an hour now we should be moving to our next topic the couriers dropping second amendment accounts yeah so i'm sure you guys have been hearing about this um UPS. So UPS was allegedly terminating accounts of firearms companies. So 
I think there was a few different big companies that, uh, that had kind of talked about it. I think, um, like I think Brownells actually was one of the first ones who announced that UPS had terminated their account. Um, but one of the quotes that I, that I found that I found pretty funny was we write to inform you that UPS has learned that your company may be violating applicable laws concerning the shipment of ghost guns to unauthorized locations. In light of our concern, UPS has determined that it will cancel your account effective immediately. Um, so that was to ghost firearms out of Florida. Um, oh. he, and he said he had just shipped more than $30,000 worth of products included in this quote or included in this letter from UPS. It says, please note that any package found in the UPS system determined to have been tendered by ghost firearms may be seized and destroyed. So not only were they terminating these accounts, they were threatening to destroy their property as well. How is how do they even come up with that? How do you think that is okay? How no is that fucking even clue. remotely legal? I have no idea. And it doesn't make sense to me that they're like, sorry, you, uh, you shipped, you know, it's not even they're like stopping them from shipping to certain states. That's all of them. They legitimately are just like, your account is canceled, done. We're taking all your shit. And, <laughs> you know, but and they yeah, the and they didn't even say we've cert- we've confirmed that you are doing something illegal. It's like you may we feel be. like we feel like you might. So we're just gonna fucking shut you down and cancel and destroy everything that you should. Well, the right. interesting thing about this is they said that they were breaking the law, which they weren't. What all these companies are doing is still one hundred percent legal. But the fact that the the UPS stated. This is what you're doing is illegal. Well, no, it's not. You're following. They're going by some fucking law or rule that the ATF plans to implement in August that is still not implemented. And it's not a law. It's a freaking rule. They're going by that. And then they're going to destroy hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of shit. Like the the absurdity is, did you see Johnson that they actually did recant a little bit? They backtracked on this whole situation. Yes, they finally they finally came back and said that basically we've terminated accounts with uh, certain retailers, but what are you doing over there, guy? Your light just fell off. My light keeps falling off. Um, But they, I think they had basically said that any shipments that were in process would reach their final destinations, but they had canceled the accounts. Okay. Okay, but they they also too did change their change their overall policy, and I and I can't remember what exactly they changed slightly in there, but it was I don't remember what exactly it is. But what I found the most interesting was FedEx had a very similar deal. You know, they were basically saying that since ghost guns were illegal, they were going to not you know anybody any account that they found shipping said items would their accounts would be canceled also which i find hilarious because it's one not illegal and 
Two, how do you know what's in everybody's packages? Right. But then, so you got UPS and FedEx both saying like, hey, you know, we're going to go woke here and we're not shipping any of this shit because we're going to help fix this problem. And USPS was like, if it's not illegal parts, we'll still <laughs> ship them. <laughs> USPS was like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. They're not illegal. So we're still shipping them. Right. Which is odd. The one government funded fucking yes. courier is like, <laughs> yes. yeah, we don't want to infringe on your rights because right. we're drowning in pathetic. <laughs> yeah that's i think that was the most interesting part of all this i mean like i understand these big corporations going woke and you know wanting to push an agenda or help an agenda or whatever you know they big companies like this just do this but i just thought it was the funniest part of it all was that you know usps was there for the win <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was rather irritated about this because obviously I'm in the gun business and you know, this yeah. is, I use UPS quite a bit, but, um, somebody mentioned, you know what capitalism, man, if these freaking companies, you know, keep doing you know, want to shut us down, somebody else will pop up, you know, yeah. and, you know, hopefully that's, that's the way it goes. But do you guys want to start a courier business? Let's buy a semi. <laughs> uh, not even a little bit. No. Yeah, you're right. They they fuck with the truckers too. So, I I have very seriously considered a transport company. You know, a dually and a gooseneck, and whatever fits on it, I'll haul it. But you know, courier business, nah. No, thank you. (laughs) Thousands of stops and deliveries, nah. (laughs) One, yes. Miles said he knew a guy in military school who was busted for dealing drugs. His delivery carrier of choice was UPS. Who the fuck is dealing drugs through UPS or any carrier for that matter? Like you'd probably probably be surprised. Than you think? Probably a lot more than you think, bro. What's your address? Like what the? That's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, have you never heard of people sending pot through the mail or? Uh, getting it through the airport and cans of coffee. That sounds like a horrible, horrible idea. Supposedly the coffee covers the scent so that any kind of tracking dogs or anything that gets by it along the way can't smell the weed because it's encased in coffee. Yeah, but then the problem with that becomes if they if they do figure why out are what you it carrying is? on a can of coffee? Right, but but like say they mail it, like it says right there on it the address of the person. That person clearly ordered it. They want the drugs. You know, it's like you don't have to put a return address on a package. No, but you need a sender. You need to say who it's going to. The person who is receiving it can say, "I don't even know who the fuck it's from. I didn't order anything." Until you you wait for it to be delivered for a day, and then you knock on their door and be like, "Hey, here's we got a warrant, fucker." I don't know. They should never know what's in it. Well, I I would agree. I would agree. Why would they open the box, Sam? And then dig their hands through my can of coffee. I don't know, Johnson. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, boys, we're a little behind schedule here. Let's be moving on. Moving on. on. Let's talk about some gears. You know, since this is gears, gears. and beers. You guys do that. Years. I'm going to go get 
some more drink. Okay. Johnson, you so, want to start? Yeah, sure. So sure. A lot of you guys are very familiar with the whole law tactical folder system. Um, so the big benefit of this is you are able to have a folding stock on your AR. The downside of this is you can't shoot it when it's folded like an AK or like a BRN 180 or something like that. You so, can, but it's just not, you get like one shot. You, yeah, you pretty much <laughs> get one shot. It's kind of bolt action at that point. Um, so what has been developed um, and I believe the, so I was thinking these two were kind of the same thing and I have done a little more research. You were found wrong. out they are not. So in 2017, there was a guy who um, did a lot of teasing of this bufferless AR bolt carrier group. So he was basically building a bolt carrier group that didn't need the buffer tube. Um, so evolution weapon systems uh, now has a, line of bufferless bolt carrier groups um, and they come with end caps so you can either get a flat end cap with a qd on it to be used like with a single point sling as a pistol or pdw or they have a 1913 rail adapter one um, that goes in the back so these are not to be used in conjunction with a law tactical folder, but if you get the 1913 railed end cap, you can put like a SIG folding brace on it. Um, this, this all I think kind of came out in like 2019 was when this product actually came to market. Um, I never really heard a whole lot about it. It's basically half a bolt carrier with a couple little guide rods and recoil springs in it. And then this one actually has a small chunk of basically buffer spring behind it that goes inside that little cap, I guess. The cool one that Sam can tell you a little bit more about is Law Tactical, who created that folding mechanism, now is going to give you a way to fire with it folded. Yeah. And actually Johnson, the one you were talking about now that I, I just Googled it and saw this, I, I saw that years ago, um, mm -hmm. but nothing really ever came of it. I don't know as if it doesn't work very well or, or what, but um, this one, I'm actually pretty excited about lock tactical. Uh, they're calling this the Eric ARIC uh, short for AR internal carrier. Um, what it is, is it's a drop-in bolt carrier it is just the it is just the carrier itself um you use your own bolt cam pin firing pin and repaint and retaining pin and so basically it looks like the front half of a bolt and they cut it off and added and added uh springs on the back and there's two side-by-side -side springs um and obviously what this does is it keeps the entire recoil inside the inside the upper receiver you know without the receiver extension on the back so, you know, you can cycle the entire gun um, just like that. And I've, I've wondered for years and years and years why the hell this wasn't a thing. Um, and apparently there's a lot of engineering involved because uh, they're finally coming out with this. Um, and it looks like a pretty slick system, but um, the, the, the MSRP on the one was Johnson was talking about, actually the price on that 
was um like 400 bucks yeah about 400 this particular one the law tactical and it's not out yet of course but they're this says to be determined but they're thinking approximately around 369 so realistically if that's msrp you should be able to get this thing between three and 350 um so and that's actually a fantastic deal because if you think about it like to go you know, you're going to have to get a, um, well, the Brownells up or what's that one called, John? The, BR, the BRM, BRM 180. And I actually have one of those, but they're fucking expensive. They're like eight or $900, a thousand dollars just for the upper itself, you know, and then you obviously need a lower. So what this will do for like, you know, you will say three, three fifty, you're going to have a, uh, yeah the same freaking thing that you can turn any of your guns into. So basically you'll be able to get rid of the back buffer tube, slap a Picatinny rail on there, put a stock on here and you're good to go. So um, I'm extremely excited about this. They say that it was tested extensively with 223, 556 and 300, 300 blackout, um, including more than 10,000 rounds through an unaltered suppressed rifle. So um, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for this. They don't, I haven't, seen when it's going to be coming out but it is on law tacticals website is coming so soon does this does this work with like just capping off the buffer tube section or does this have to be used with their law folder i do not know for sure but i would think it would just be you could cap it off i frank i think it'd be like if you had like a 1913 rail adapter instead of their law folder right um because like this other one they had like i was talking about they had the the plain pistol back cap uh-huh that was like just a qd point that one's a lot cheaper that one's only 360 but 400 bucks for this one that's got the pick rail adapter but it uh -huh. legit is just a piece that threads into that um upper receiver or to the lower receiver, it just threads in where your buffer tube would thread in. But the other one, I wonder with the addition or like the additional length of that law folder unit, if it's kind of set up to use that or it might, know. it might be actually, cause it does say, uh, it, it lets, um, you can use this with your lock tactical gen three folding stock stock adapter equipped ar so maybe that's the idea but frankly i'm sure that you could make it work with something else because i know a lot i just know a lot of people are like big fans of like the sig braces right and that's that's me too like i will i will not buy a lock tactical folder that's just not going to happen but i would buy the shit out of this so i think they'd be kind of foolish to make it you need both of them. So then order the evolution weapon systems. One that comes with the 1913 adapter, I guess. Uh, the, those are both back ordered currently. And I've not heard anything about well, those. I've, the, heard, I've literally heard nothing about them since I saw them. Like it's been two or three years ago since I saw this. I'm super excited about it. And then it dropped off the face of the planet and I never heard about it again. I don't know. Have you looked for it? No. Cause there's, I mean, their website's still up. I guess I haven't really looked for any reviews or anything. I just saw that these both were right. Similar products. Um, I will say that even though it's backward, that's still more available than coming soon. 
Well, I would agree. I would agree. But, <laughs> you know, you know, at least they're. Yeah, I mean, I should keep an eye on both. I should, I should do a little bit of research because when one of these does come available, I'm going to get one just because I've been wanting something like this for a long time. So, um, but yeah, I, I like and and this is making like I said about the BRN 180 when we were talking about that months ago. You know, this is making the that um, what's the SIG system, uh, the MCX. Yeah, that seems like the next evolution of the AR, but that's that's freaking expensive. That's out of a lot of people's price range. But this is kind of making that, you know, that sort of system available to the general public a little bit more. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty I think it's a pretty sweet deal. I'm hoping it uh, I'm hoping this law tactical one comes out shortly. Well, then you are going to have to buy then you are going to have to buy the folder. So that's what you said. It's for law folder equipped rifles. Well, it says that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a proprietary second, (laughs) second or third try system. Um, I could, I would bet you that you could get it to work without that. I would be, I would be shocked if you needed it to work with. I don't know, man. It just says drop in that lets your law tactical gen three folding stop adapter equipped AR. Yeah. But that's cause that's what they, that's what the copywriter. Wrote. I guess we'll have to and see. They're, they're using, you know, they're just promoting their own material there. I would think, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Either way. I'm excited about it. Okay. Is that all we have to say about that? That's it. Miles says, well done, Sam. You dug that one out. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You really worked for it. I did. It was a tough one. So that's it for gears, I suppose. Let's move on to the the main topic of the night. The Indiana mall shooting. I don't even... (laughs) What is this? How do you... I only saw this guy's full name. Elijah. I saw his name only once. Elijah Dickin. Something like that. Elijah Dickin, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, how about you tell us about that? If you hadn't heard about this, I believe this was Sunday afternoon in the Greenwood Mall in Indiana in a food court. So this uh, douchebag that will not be named, 20-year-old, walked into the the mall with uh, several guns. I believe he had two ARs and a or two rifles. They said they didn't explicitly say what they were in a backpack and a pistol walked into the restroom. He was in the restroom for over an hour. So what he was doing in there, who knows, um, you know, probably, having a mental breakdown. Yeah. And he walked out of there. And so the way that that, that food court was set up is the restroom was right there. It was sort of similar to Sioux city's, um, set up there the restroom is right there in the food court so he just walked out of the food out of the restroom and immediately began uh shooting people in the in the uh in the food court area he got off 24 rounds i believe 24 or 26 mm-hmm. one of those two and uh in about fi- in uh about 15 seconds and i believe three of those people died which is hit five people which is unfortunate, but this, uh, this Elijah, he's 22 year old, uh, concealed carry holder, a permit holder. He engaged him from, he was actually 40 of reports right now. This information we have right now is about 40 yards away. So 
he he had a Glock handgun. Didn't say which model yet. I'm sure we'll know in the future. He engaged him from 40 yards away, shot eight shots, or excuse me, 10 shots, and hit on eight of those. Um, and the scumbag tried to call, crawl back to the to the restroom, but he didn't make it. He expired there on the ground. Um, so th- that is, I also did hear that he propped himself against the wall for the initial shots, um, kind of help with his accuracy. But anybody that shoots pistol knows that a 40 yard shot is already, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy. It's makeable, but under extreme stress like this, I'm sure like this is an extremely, extremely impressive and pretty quickly. Yes. Like he supposedly, I mean, this was 15 seconds to the time and this guy was dead. He, you know, got made sure that the girl he was with shoved her to safety, make sure she was, a, you know, got to safety. And then he engaged this guy. And then, obvi- you know, once the guy was down, he still approached him, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, and he was waving people off and everything as he was approaching. So he did he did everything right in this circumstance. And frankly, this was extremely, extremely impressive and impressive shooting. Um, so there's it this was obviously this was also a gun free zone so as soon as this all happened and everybody's like well good guy with a gun there you go and of course the other side goes well he wasn't supposed to have a gun it was a gun free zone that's the exact reason why he had a gun and why i preach time and time again fuck gun free zones do not pay attention to them they will get you killed um so good on this guy though um yeah, that in like, and that's the big argument is it was a gun free zone, but people need to understand that just because it's a company's policy doesn't change the law. That doesn't mean it was illegal for him to have a gun in there. It was not. It is 100% perfectly, perfectly legal. Yep. And I don't know that he was a, a concealed carry permit holder because he might have been, but. They had just passed constitution. Yeah, because there was uh, constitutional carry. Just constitutional carry had just passed in Indiana. But also, I remember somebody talking about. It might have been Brandon Herrera's video on this. He talked about um, like waiting periods that wouldn't have helped for this kid either, because it was like he waited like eight months and a year for like certain firearms that he had. Yep. So it's not even, you know, it's, it's the whole scenario is strange, you yeah, know? Absolutely. But, um, of course this is being tossed under the radar, you know, thrown under oh, the, yeah. the radar by, by all the mainstream. But frankly, I think that this, they're adding to the problem because if this, all of these instances were more mainstream, were more shown and the people that were committing these saw these more often. And I was like, huh? Maybe America is not just one big easy target, you know, because this it does actually happen. I've seen conflicting reports about the 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 percentage of times this happens, but I did see one from uh, Colian Noir today that generally they state that about ten percent of mass shootings are ended by concealed carry holders. Um, but that is Colian Colian Noir was saying that that is actually incorrect. It's closer to uh, somewhere in the twenty percent range. But still, think about that. Even say it is twenty. I don't understand. That doesn't ever make sense to me. Like they prevented a mass shooting. Well, how do you know it was going to be a mass? He was guaranteed to at least kill you know ten people there if that guy didn't stop him. 
Well, mass wow. shootings are anything by more than three people or three or four people. Oh, so depends who you the, ask. <laughs> right. Yeah. It used right. to be six. Now it's four. It'll probably be two by next week. And a single homicide will be considered a mass shooting right. event by but 2024. My point, is, my point is either way, like say it is only 10% of the time. That's still that's still so lives that are saved every freaking time. That's, you know that's one part that really irritates me is all these guys talk about we need to say we need to save lives. We need to save lives. So why are you still mad and not like they wouldn't even call this kid heroic? They put heroic in quotes and all these stories because they don't want to call him heroic. They don't want to applaud that he saved lives because he used a gun. Right. They, they claimed that all this gun control shit is to, to help save lives. But when somebody helps save lives, but they happen to use another gun doesn't count. You didn't save anybody's life. You just took another life. No. We needed a if social worker to come talk to him and get him to stop shooting people. No, I think like, if it was a, if it was a police, if it was a police officer that would have, stopped it they would have called the police officer heroic even if he had the guy had already mowed down 15 people well one of it'd be one of 10 percent of the officers that they have left after the same people who would applaud him had called for the defunding of his department so right but either either way like you know why like they they like to say it's only 10 percent. well you know why it's only 10 percent because a very, very small population amount of the population has concealed carry permits and you're making it harder. So technically, mm -hmm. if more people had them and were trained, that is important, trained, there would be more that we would stop this more often. And, and also, if you would stop glorifying all of these shooters and ag and going over the entire life and why they're the reasons they did this and talking about this for weeks on end and instead start glorifying the people that stopped this, like this guy, there would be less of them. So yeah. this is squarely on the media. Every time this fucking happens, 100% on the media, they have blood on their hands because of this. I do have to admit that does seem to be getting better though over the last few years. For a while there, it was... I terrible. feel like that was uh, your, your their picture was fucking everywhere. Like in Newtown, like his picture was everywhere. I feel like Parkland was kind of the peak of it. Right. The Parkland Florida yeah, one. That's, what, I that, feel that's like, what I'm trying to think of. I think that was the peak of it. I think that's where they were, you know, nonstop showing this kid's face and mugshot and talking about him and his whole backstory. And I mean, it was primetime TV for, two weeks everything yeah. about this kid every person on the planet knows everything about this kid well and yeah that's, that's don't you think problem. that's what they want it's like ugh. yeah it's pretty Ma disgusting uh miles says he alluded to the fact he wanted infamy allegedly what do you mean like he had a manifesto or did he post this online or or what i'm where did he i'm curious to where that was eluded to. Um, uh, Mile, he also said that they posted uh, Iraq vet 8888-8888. I don't know how many eights are in there. Eight, eight. Just making sure I covered my bases. Posted the, the photo of this guy. Um, yeah. 
and he's lying here. He's definitely a lot of these are center mass shots, but he's got a shitload of magazines. He's got yeah, I've got I've, quite a, at least three hanging right there on him. Um, Brandon Herrera said it pretty well. He's like, he had the decency to put this motherfucker down before he could even finish his first magazine. Absolutely. Like, What's you interesting know, though is that, the that would have been wearing, a, that would have been a lot of people injured for sure. You know, being able to just roam around with as many, you know, magazines oh, yeah. as he had and as. Yep. He is also interesting. He wore a COVID mask because he didn't want to get anybody sick. <laughs> um, but lastly, and, and this is, this is morbid. maybe, you know, it's like, or not identified on security camera. If he got away, I don't know. Crazy this is, idea. This is morbid, <laughs> but I find it hilarious. They put an ankle tag on him that says dead. I saw that. That was great. <laughs> like, yep. The guy's clearly, clearly dead but i yeah. wonder if that's something they do in mass shooting situations I, these i'm days sure it is i'm sure it is triage purposes yep, yep. so sure what can we as gun owners and concealed carriers learn from this well first on first and foremost i think if you're if one of the reasons you're carrying is uh for a, a mass shooting situation um you should 100 percent I realize that a lot of self-defense situations are within a few feet. I get that. But at the same time, you need to be practicing for this longer range, the longer range stuff. Um, because the, it doesn't happen a lot, but the fact of the matter is it does happen. Um, so that's one of the big takeaways, uh, for me. Um, another big, the big thing that I've always done is screw gun free zones. They are nothing but a magnet for this, this sort of activity. Um, so if you, if you, you know, in Iowa, it's perfectly within your rights to carry in them. So every time you can get away with it, you're damn sure. Right. Get away with it. Absolutely. Yep. And train, train, train a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, think of, Think of uh, grocery stores. Think of an aisle in a, in a grocery store. That's not fucking 21 feet long. I mean, m the majority of them anyways. Those are, those are a good distance. And if there's a shooter at the other end of them, what are you going to do? Run halfway up the fucking aisle and then shoot at him? Hey, hold on. Are you going to take right. the shot Stay while you have there. some cover at the other, other end of the aisle? <laughs> right. Yeah, and, absolutely. And for... For guys like us uh, or people that live in areas like us, it's pretty wide open everywhere. We're not living yeah. in jam-packed fucking cities. Things are quite a bit more open. So you got to also consider your surroundings and train train for those rather than se or seven yards and in is all this important. Oh, I'm sorry, but it's not. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people, well, the majority of concealed carry, you know, shootings happen within arm's reach or whatever. Yeah, but not all of them. You know, like, don't Fuck, be according to the media. Me. According to the media, the only shootings there are are mass shootings. So there's, they're all within like 50 yards. <laughs> um, yeah. We're yeah, only so, fighting against people with ARs and AKs and shit. So, <laughs> also, 
also I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Um, I don't know if this is going to came out come out quite like the what I thought how I thought it, and it probably is not going to make any sense to you guys. Great, but Please much continue. like everything else, <laughs> I mean, in a situation like that, um, ultimately, this is going to sound weird. Ultimately, that shooter is at a disadvantage because he has no idea. Mm who is armed in that food, the door. element of surprise. He's got that going for him. Yes. But he doesn't have any idea who else is armed. Say there was two or three or four guys armed in that situation. You know, he, he has no idea where those are going to be coming from. So the more people that are carrying the better off everybody, everybody's going to be. And, and yeah. I should say the more people, the more trained and competent people that are carrying the better off everyone is going to be. Um, I don't know, just kind of a just kind of an interesting thought. Like when you really think about it, that guy's at a disadvantage when he doesn't know where the hell the shots are going to be coming from. But yeah. Yep. Sorry, I wasn't yeah. really listening to to a majority of that. I just realized my mic has been technically off this entire time. Does my audio sound like good? Yeah. You have you've pretty much sounded the same the entire time. Are that you is, sure it's been off? This red light here says off, so <laughs> I'm very curious about that. It I, definitely whatever. sounds like it's I guess, on. I guess it's working. So slide your it. chair back three feet and talk. Just, just tap the <laughs> mic. No, the, I don't have another mic, so it's it's because I got to have a phantom power adapter that it's plugged into oh. USB. So it's the well, phantom power adapter you. that's that says it's off. But <laughs> interesting, Cliff, you. Um, <laughs> You're really making up for all the, this month and a half that you haven't been able to shit talk me. <laughs> Fucking he really frick. is. He's going for it. You always sound like shit. He's Blow me, in. Cliff. Fucking asshole. Yeah, we guys, we guys, we got quite a few guys watching on YouTube tonight. Nathan, uh, thanks for stopping by. I know Miles is watching over there. Um, Are you no, new, Miles Nathan? Is on, Miles is on the uh, on the website. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can Miles tell by the purple. Miles is on the, the website. <laughs> Uh, we got. He started on YouTube and then moved to the website. Mike okay. and who do we got here? Mike Shire, Don Hughes, Nathan. Guys are all on YouTube. Good to see actually people from YouTube and the website. Uh, we got all three places tonight. We got people in all three places, so it's always good. Yeah, and somebody in the yeah. chat just said the, he missed us. God damn, we should take a month break more often. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to be back though. It was uh, it was uh, it's it's fun. I enjoy doing this. So yeah, we got one more subject box. I think we're gonna keep that one. Okay, good. Same. We're over. We're over an hour, and that's the one that I'd rather yeah. spend some more time on. So I'm I'm sweating like a whore in church. Anyways, it's freaking on here. <laughs> Maybe buy some AC. Hey, did you order that AC? Uh no. no. I tell you I what, I'm gonna do. I'm face. gonna I'm gonna take a test in the. I'm gonna take a COVID test in the morning. As long as I'm negative, I'm going to Maynard's to buy it. So we'll it's see. they're probably all sold out already. God damn it! You waited too long. There was what two left? Yeah. I can't imagine a, a 220 volt AC unit is a real hot seller for him, but we'll see. It's also been 100 degrees for a week and a half, Sam. That's not true. It was only 90 today. Okay, it's been above 90 degrees <laughs> for the last two weeks, Sam. You yeah. know that's when air conditioners fail. It's the hottest week of the year. 
Yeah, this is true. This is true. Miles is asking when the next meetup is. Um, <laughs> you can come meet up with us anytime you want, Miles. Hell, come yeah. up in a week and a half and you can be on the next podcast. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. It's been an awful long time since we did a meetup. We should probably we should probably have some kind of unofficial, like don't have anything real big, but you know. Just the just, people uh, we like come hang out and grill know, some hamburgers. Just invite Mike and Miles and <laughs> there you go. The, the, All right, the rest definitely of you guys not can come too, I suppose. Ooh, but we can have a TP Cliff's house. Allowed. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yes, but instead of TP, we'll use duct tape. <laughs> now he's saying we're bullies and that we should leave Sam alone. He's a saint. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, You've changed, definitely not invited. I knew yeah, I liked you, changed. Cliff. Don't associate with people you. dumber than me. <laughs> he's only pretending because I like to make fun of you, Sam. He does the opposite <laughs> of me. Yeah. Yeah. All wow. Right. Nick, what, Nick what did can I... come. What did, I, what did I what did I miss about fuck James? Well, geez. That was aggressive. That, aggressive. that was aggressive, Miles. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I agreed. I t- I texted I called him yesterday and texted him and told him to call me back, and he never did. So I'm pretty angry at him too. That's <laughs> no, no, hey, strike one. Dude, that well, happens strike to me, me all the time. Somebody <laughs> called me yesterday. I told him I'd call him back. Forgot all about it. You're a real in asshole. general. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we need to call our quits. We're six yeah. minutes away from our from our time limit. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. Be sure to listen to our, to our entire catalog of podcasts on most major podcast providers and also on our website, lifeshortlivefree.com. If you enjoy what we do for some reason and want to help support the show, check out our Subscribestar page for exclusive content and other benefits. If you want to get more involved with the community, join our forum over on lifeshortlivefree.com. If you aren't aware, Gears and Beers here is streamed live every other Wednesday night at 8.30 Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and on our website. We would love for you to to come get involved in the conversation. Also, be sure to check out our sponsors, Shyworks at Shyworks.com and on Facebook. Also, Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com and also on Facebook. And that's the show, folks. Again... Thank you, everyone, for stopping by, and it's wonderful to see all of you again or all of your chat messages again or something like that. And that's it. Take us away, Sam. Yep. Guys, thanks for thanks for hanging out. Miles, Nick, we missed you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, hanging back out with us. And until next time, remember, life short, live free. Get out there and train. And remember, I, I fucked that all up. I forgot what I was saying. God yeah, bless you. God bless God bless and God bless the United States of America. And the fun the ATF. Repeal the NFA. Grow food. Become ungovernable. Cliff, I hate you.